All right, folks, welcome to V Brown Bag. Tonight is March 11th, 2020. Uh, hopefully everybody's enjoying this while at home. Um, I think most of us are working from home these days, uh, or hopefully you're at least, you know, in the evening hours being able to join to this. So everybody say hi to Nick. Nick, welcome aboard. Thank you, Joe. Glad to be here. So everybody, uh, Nick Scola, I'll kind of go through the quick uh, bio slide. I had to throw a picture of my, my buddy Joe here as well. <laughs> but uh, I'm a senior SE with Zerto. Been over there almost uh, three years now. I'm also one of the uh, VXPRO pros. So anyone out there looking to join the ranks and get more involved in, in the program, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to help you on your journey. Um, I'm also a former uh, NYC VMUG leader, and I've recently relocated down to Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I definitely have better pictures, but I had to throw this one up here because I wouldn't be here without these two folks. So Ariel, uh, I'm sure if you, if you don't know who Ariel Sanchez is, uh, I think you've been living under a rock, but uh, he was actually a former New York City VMUG leader who, thanks to his uh, lovely wife, hi Amy, decided to uh, move to Pittsburgh and that freed up a spot on the NYC VMUG leadership team, which I gladly jumped into. So without him, I definitely wouldn't be uh, in the position where I'm able to present to you guys today. Same goes for my, my buddy, uh, Joe Hughes over here, HOU. Uh, and uh, Joe was actually, you know, really kind in, uh, you know, asking if I would present and, you know, without him, I don't think I'd be here as well. So I appreciate you looking out for me and, uh, you know, giving me the chance to speak to everybody today. Absolutely. So uh, one other thing to note, so I do have a blog, it's uh, spookysolutions.com. Long story on the name, we'll, we'll get into that later, but there is one thing. Um, this presentation actually comes from a blog post I did, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago about you know how to be an awesome IT professional. And it was really just talking about my journey and some of the things that I've gone through uh, over the years in order to kind of get where I am and really what kind of traits I've been looking to adapt over the years and, and really kind of make my own here. So, so we can dive right in, Joe, are we good to go or? Yeah, I think we're good to go. Uh, don't have any questions from anybody so far. Um, I guess I'm wondering, uh, how long have you had your blog running now? Was it nine, 10 years? Something like that. It's been, it's been a while. I'm, I'm terrible as far as, uh, how often I, uh, I actually put stuff up there. So I, I should definitely try to make it a, a concerted effort to put more, you know, content up there. But, uh, you know, I definitely get two or three blogs a year and, you know, I've had some, uh, I think some of my most popular ones are probably about six or seven years old when I was uh, talking a lot about, you know, pure storage when I was a customer and uh, that sort of thing. And I think that's kind of, you know, as part of the journey that, you know, I'm going to talk about is, making the evolution from being an end user to, you know, now being on the vendor side and kind of everything in between. So yeah, hopefully uh, that history is up there as well. All right. So I need to, I need to invite a couple more folks to the uh, Google foo army. We're still working hard to try and find your, uh, your part-time mail, mail model uh, uh, images all over the place. So that's a, that's actually a funny story. So uh, I throw that in, pretty much every you know deck like if I, the professional ones i try to take it out but uh whenever i'm doing vmugs or any um you know community driven uh, presentations i throw that in because the first time i presented at a uh, a new york city vmug before being a leader it's kind of my first time getting up on stage in front of people i uh 
I threw that in there just to see if people were paying attention and just to know if it, people were actually looking at the slides that were on the uh, screen. And I heard a couple of giggles when uh, this slide came up and, you know, it just kind of put me at ease and let me know that, yeah, all right, people are actually looking at what I'm reading or what I'm putting up there. So uh, it makes it a lot easier for me to kind of calm my nerves, get up there and just kind of, you know, shoot from the hip. Pro tip. All right. So I'm going to throw out a disclaimer. You know, I'm sharing my personal experiences. I'm sure people out there have different, uh, you know, points of view, different experiences. And, and really the goal of this is, is just all love. Like I, I don't want to have any kind of, you know, bad mouthing or anything like that. I'm looking to just provide you the things that have worked for me. And if it works for you, you know, take it, make it your own. If it doesn't, you know, just don't worry about it. Um, I'd love to hear your stories as well. So if, you know, anyone out there, you know, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Uh, it's Nscuola, S-C-U-O-L-A. You know, people always spell it wrong, just like my buddy Joe here. Um, and I am a former Marine, so I might drop some F-bombs. There, there's a chance that uh, I'm going to have a potty mouth, so it happens. And the, the lower my uh, whiskey here gets, uh, the more likely that's going to happen. So, all right. Keep up. So definitely, uh, I hope everyone kind of gets involved in the conversation. If I can't answer you, uh, you know, while this is going on, I'll definitely get out there and start, uh, you know, answering any of your questions and uh, replying to some of the, the heckling I'm sure I'll get. But uh, definitely looking to get more involved and, and meet more of you out there. And anybody I don't know, I'd, I'd love to make that connection in the future as well. So I always like to start this out if I'm speaking live to an audience, uh, I really want to understand who I have in the room. And part of that comes from the fact that some of these tips might be applicable to certain job types and, and roles. And some of them are going to really attack the, I said, the, the broader audience. So really knowing if you're an in-house admin, maybe you're a consultant or uh, you can be like myself and be a sales engineer, or if you're in management, you know, I've, hold, I've held many different roles over the years, um, not just in-house, but, you know, on the, the consulting side as well. So I've got some experience. I've probably changed jobs a little too often, but, you know, is what it is. I wouldn't be where I am today if, you know, not for that history. So uh, hopefully I can provide you with some guidance on, you know, kind of how you could take your career to the next level. So I'm going to kind of talk about what my journey has been like over the years. And really I want to emphasize that when I first started out, I'd say probably my first five to seven years out there, uh, I was laser focused on, you know, what my job was and, and what I did really. Um, I wanted to make sure that I was the best. I am very competitive. So I, I tried to learn as much as I could. And, you know, I was very technical and what I did, I did really well, but I, I almost pigeonholed myself to the point where I was so focused on one thing and being really good at that, that I kind of was missing what was happening. You know, I was focused on the tree instead of the forest. And um, over the years, I, I've got away from doing that, but really what I wanted to do is, take some, some introspection and really see, you know, what was I doing early on in my career that I probably could have changed and made some adjustments, adjustments to, to kind of get me to where I am today. And some of these, these tips, you're going to probably be like, all right, that's common sense. You know, everybody does that. But I think when I first started to write down some of the things that made me successful, it kind of opened my eyes and, and really started, you know, clicking some, uh, some thoughts on, you know, I, I should have focused more in that area. You know, you could see down here, I've got presentation skills listed. 
I would never have been able to do this say 10 years ago. And just the fact that I'm naturally introverted. So just getting up on a, on a stage and talking to a ton of people, you know, would have been really hard for me. Um, and actually it's funny cause I'm happy that I have Joe on the, the line with me cause I sat in one of his communication sessions at the NYCV mug and he brought to light a lot of the things that, you know, bad habits and I'm not listening to him in this presentation. Cause I, I remember he, he mentioned to go bullet by bullet instead of just throwing all the uh, content up there to the customer or to the, the person you're speaking to. And I know I'm not listening. So sorry, Joe, but I did hear what you said. Um, but really the goal is to help better, not only myself, but everybody that I, I can come into contact with. So, and part of that really comes from, you know, being educated. So I am a college dropout. I did a semester and a half at St. John's university. And uh, I realized that there was no chance uh, for me to, you know, start in front of Felipe Lopez on the basketball team. So I dropped out and joined the Marine Corps. Um, it was a definite change of uh, experience, you know, change of venue, we'll say, but it definitely instilled a lot of the traits that I have today. And, you know, I'm going to go into some of them, but really the goal for me was just, I wanted to find something that, you know, would be challenging and, you know, all I heard was, you know, how tough the Marine Corps was, and it was definitely a, an experience. But what I found out was pretty interesting on the way back is that I started applying for certain jobs, you know, a little further into my career, we'll say maybe seven to 10 years into my career. And I was getting passed up because I didn't have a college degree. And to me, this is kind of interesting because a lot of the jobs that I was looking for were, say, VMware focused or, you know, Cisco networking focused and things like that. And the technology that I was looking to work on didn't exist when I would have graduated. So some of these come like I work at Zerto today, the company was founded in and really started shipping in 2009. Um, I would have graduated long before then. So in order to be relevant in today's marketplace, you need to keep learning. And there's a ton of ways to do that. Certifications is, is one avenue, you know, you can go in and, you know, pass a test. But for me, learning the content is even more important. And not only that, but practicing and, and focusing. And, you know, there's a ton of, um, I'd say presentations and a lot of content out there around home labs and how to set up these home labs and things like that. But sometimes it could be as simple as just going and going onto VMware site and looking at some hands-on labs. I know, you know, a ton of vendors out there have free hands-on labs that you can, um, you can get up there and get your hands dirty. But if you're not out there and furthering your education, you know, you're not going to be relevant in a few years. And we've seen how quickly the market has changed, uh, especially, you know, if we look at the announcements from VMware the other day around Kubernetes and, you know, I, I hear it's kind of a big thing. I don't, I don't know. It sounds like it's going to be around for a while, but. Uh, don't believe the hypes, folks. DevOps is not real. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, it just comes down to, do you want to be in this, um, in this marketplace where things are changing or do you just want to have a job be comfortable and there's nothing wrong with you know being comfortable in your job or your role but you know i think a lot of people out there want to get better and, and for me the best way to do that was to get educated and to learn about you know new technologies and try to further myself that way yeah so. well and there's there's plenty of folks out there that that really don't have a huge interest in the technology other than that being the market or the ecosystem they want to work in but they really want to be into say management, you know, so yep. learn even enough to be dangerous, but learn, you know, the business side of it, as well as the technical side, whatever it is you're trying to do, just 
define a goal and, and drive your career. Um, you know, doing a, doing a summer course last year with, uh, with Don Jones and, and Mike Pfeiffer, uh, anybody that's, that's large in the, uh, PowerShell community or in, in Azure stuff probably recognize those guys. Um, and we were covering the be the master book that Don Jones had. Uh, and the biggest point he had through all of it was basically do not be a passenger in your, in your career, like get in the driver's seat and go wherever it is you've determined you're going. Just be proactive about it, you know, come up with goals, come up with, with a, a plan for yourself and, and push yourself. And if it's something you decide you don't want to do or don't want to pursue, then just, you know, switch it up, you know, change to whatever is more interesting to you and, and basically just, you know, drive your own career to wherever it is you want to go. 100%. Yeah, nobody's going to hand you anything. So I think at the end of the day, if you want something, you need to go out there and get it. And and you got to be the one with the passion to kind of grab that job that you want. And, and you know, even if you, you fail the first time, that's good. You know, it gives you something to learn from. And nobody is, in my mind, you don't learn unless you experience and you fail. It's the best way to kind of get out there and, and understand, you know, what you did wrong and how to adapt and how to, you know, change what, what the situation was. So around that, um, being organized is, is really important. And I've read a, uh, a book called uh, Make Your Bed by Admiral William McRaven. And the uh, too long didn't read version is that when you wake up in the morning, just get up and make your bed. And then no matter what happens throughout your day, you know that you've accomplished something. You took a task that had to be done, you did it, and you can then build upon that and go in and knock out some other tasks, um, you know, from there. And, you know, at the end of the day, like me, if, if you're working from home, uh, you know, with everything going on, getting home and seeing that made bed is just another reminder that, yes, I did something today. And those routines don't have to be limited to just, you know, the stuff you do at home, but it's also when you get to work, you know, do you have a process for going through you and, you know, do I check my email? Am I looking for open tickets or, you know, have I followed up with the, the customers or the, the end users that I need to follow up with, right? Make sure that you have a, a plan of attack and that you're trying to knock out a couple of small goals each day. And then over time, those are going to add up and really help you kind of keep track of all that work and make sure that additional things don't just keep piling on and piling on. You want to be able to knock out some of these tasks. And along that, the same lines, I'm a firm believer in, you know, documentation and standardizing and, and really, you know, Joe, Joe's a huge proponent here of, of automation as well. And for me, it's, I want to leave a place better than I found it. When I leave, or if I give my two weeks notice and, you know, I might've mentioned that I've changed jobs once or twice here, uh, <laughs> you know, in the, in the past, right. I want to make sure that when I leave, I'm not getting MF'd out the door, you know, like this son of a, he, he didn't do all those things. He said, no, I want them to be like, you know what? Nick left the place in a, a better shape than he found it. It's, it's going to be better for that next person because this community is very small and I've run into people that I never expected to see again, you know, at VMworld or, you know, just walking the streets in San Francisco or, you know, just randomly you'll, you'll run into people and, it, it definitely comes full circle. So you, you don't want to build or burn any of those bridges over time. You want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to, you know, help make things easier for the next person. And it, what would happen if you were the new person starting out, right? What if you're the new girl, the new guy out there and you know, how easy would it be for you to start your job if documentation is not available or if you don't have a mentor to kind of lead you along the way, you know, what can you do to make things easier for the next person? 
So I am a, a big fan of Bruce Lee. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, be like water making its way through the cracks. Do not be assertive, but adjust to the object and you shall find a way around or through it. If nothing within you stays rigid, outward things will disclose themselves. Empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless like water. If you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle and it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes a teapot. Now water can crash or it can flow. Just be water, my friend. And to me, what this message says is you need to adapt and overcome. You need to be able to adapt to the surroundings, adapt to the marketplace. You need to be able to see, you know, what's going on. And, you know, circling back to what we were talking about earlier, as far as the um, education and knowledge and kind of where the industry is going, you need to be able to adapt with the times and, and have a, more of a growth mindset. And I'll talk about, you know, a reading list later on, but one of the books that I read was a uh, mindset. It's the new psychology of success by uh, Carol Dweck. And she talks about Ooh. the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And really, do you look at something where if you fail, is it because you're, you're bad at something or is it because you didn't do the things that you needed to do in order to get to that goal? And for me, I try to look at every situation as an opportunity to grow and for me to make myself better in some way, shape or form. And, you know, sometimes I'm going to try new things and, and fail at them miserably as, you know, and other times I'm going to be able to, you know, hop right in and, and learn from something. But the goal is to really be able to adapt not only your, your mindset, but your viewpoint. And, you know, I have a, a certain way of doing things, but then I step into a, a new community or I, I listen to a presentation and I hear a completely different method that I didn't even think about. And being able to be like, you know what, maybe that way is better than what I'm doing it is really going to help you in the long run. So just, just make sure that you're, you're open to new ideas and, and not kind of set in your ways. So once again, I'm going to throw up my, my buddy, Ariel. I also have uh, my friend, Wes Carroll over here, who's another uh, Zertonian. And uh, Wes, Wes is actually my, my PowerShell uh, guru. Um, no, no offense, Joe. Sorry about that. but That's all good. I, I'm looking to learn more about PowerShell. Uh, I, I've been attending some user groups um, and just really trying to kind of start from scratch in something in an area where I know I have some room for improvement and Wes has been helping me along the way. So the, the main thing to really realize is that I don't know is okay. And you might not know something, but the spoiler is nobody really knows everything. And at the end of the day, you're going to be able to learn something new each day of the week. You know, the, I, I can guarantee everybody out there is kind of, gone through their experiences at work or they've gone through a conference and, and they just walked out of like with the, that oh shit moment. Like, oh man, I, I didn't know that. I'm so happy that I, I attended this because I'm going to leave knowing something I didn't know when I got here. And it's okay to, you know, go ask for help. And Twitter and the community out there has been, you know, great for me where, you know, you have the ability to reach out. If, if you're a Veeam customer, you've got Joe here, you've got a whole bunch of, uh, you know, evangelists out there and, and people in the community that you can reach out to and ask a question. Same thing. Just think about any vendor out there. You probably have seen somebody out on Twitter or, you know, at a user group, somebody presenting on a, on a topic, go up to them and ask them a question. It, you're, especially for conferences. Now I know it's a, a little different now with all the, the coronavirus stuff and the, the fact that there's a lot of travel restrictions, but for me going to these conferences, 
I hardly ever sit in a session. I spend more time trying to see the people that, you know, I need to learn something from and the people I want to talk to and network with, because you don't really have that opportunity to go face to face with a lot of these folks um, often. So when you get that chance, you got to definitely take advantage of it. I mean, Joe, I know you're, you're involved in the, the community probably uh, more than anybody as, you know, as far as being a leader or anything. Any, uh, any thoughts on that one? I mean, yeah, my biggest thing is, you know, like even bringing it back to the, your point on PowerShell, you know, I, I tell everybody in every presentation I give about PowerShell, get dash help as your friend, you know, just if you save yourself the time of, of putting on airs of, oh, I know this, or it's something simple or something that I do on a regular basis, I must obviously have this on the top of my head. We don't always, you know, sometimes it's just easier to, to look at something or read the help or ask someone else to say, Hey, I think this might be right, but before I go off sideways or before I spend hours trying to troubleshoot or beat my head into, you know, some topic that I just assume should be something I know, just ask somebody, even if somebody gets you one step ahead or you can explain what you're having a problem with and they can try and get you around the confusion that you're having, uh, or even if they give you an explanation of why you're having that problem, maybe you won't have it the next time, you know. Uh, even with most people just getting the perspective of how someone sees something or how someone approaches a problem might be something new that you now have, you know, another tool in the tool belt for the next time. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I think that that kind of goes right into my next point here is around troubleshooting skills. Now I, uh, I started out my journey. I think my first, the first certification I ever went after was a uh, A plus. And this is, I don't know, I might be dating myself, but it was about 20 years ago, so at least, maybe maybe more. Ooh, man. Yeah, man. And uh, it was back in the 90s, yeah. So I, uh, I went out and got my A-plus certification, and I remember I was all excited and pumped. And, you know, but I didn't realize that some of the, the foundational things that I was learning was around what tools to use, you know, how to Google and putting computers together was, was great. But once again, that whole, sometimes not knowing the answer isn't as important as being able to find it. And I, I like to ask questions like whenever I was interviewing, you know, candidates for jobs, um, I want to try to grasp what their mindset is and what their approach is, right? How I'm going to ask you something you definitely don't know, or try to ask you something that you don't know and see not really how you, if you stumble, but how do you react? How do you adapt on the fly to that, that question and be able to, you know, adjust? And I want to see if you're going to say, I don't know. And to me, that that's fine. And maybe some people don't have that same approach, but I've never had, you know, somebody come up to me and say, the fact that you said, I don't know is unacceptable or anything like that. You know, they, they usually would kind of pull me aside and help me learn. Or even if I mess up, I was more, you know, I'll ask for forgiveness than permission and that sort of thing. But being able to to get out there and broaden yourself, you know, that's going to be like the over, you know, overarching message, uh, message here is you got to be able to broaden your horizons. You got to be able to to go out and learn. And sometimes that's going to be, you know, setting up that home lab or going through a hands-on lab or, you know, going through the experience yourself, even if you don't have access to something, um, you know, in your day job, find somebody who does or, or go to a user group or, you know, do whatever you can to reach out to those people that can help you along the way. Um, I, I love the, the acronym RTFM. It's near and dear to my heart. Uh, military guy. So for me, it's read the fucking manual. Um, you know, get out there and some, well, most places are going to have technical documentation. Um, 
you'll have the ability to get out there and find your answer if you're, you know, willing to look for it. But like Joe said, you know, have that network that you can reach out to and, and try to help find the answer, at least push you in the right direction. Like I, I try to not give the answer to people, but aim them in the right direction where they could find it themselves. You know, that right. the whole concept of teach somebody to fish as opposed to giving them a fish, you know, it, it'll definitely help you as well as your, uh, your coworkers in the end. Well, so a couple of tips on that one that I've got, and, and I try and do this, especially with folks uh, in the office, you know, when we're working in person, if you ask someone a question and you're fairly certain they don't know the answer, but it seems like they might be afraid to say, I don't know, then just ask, you know, okay, it seems like you may not necessarily have the answer to this thing where you might be confused on this, like, let's walk through it step by step or you know, tell me the things that you know for sure that it shouldn't be and why, and then maybe we can suss out, you know, what it, what it would be, you know, if you're, if you're doing diagnostics or troubleshooting or things like that, or if you yourself are afraid to say, I don't know, you know, get to the point of just saying, these are the things that I do know. This is the stuff that I'm fairly confident about. These are the things where I'm making a wild ass, but still slightly educated guess. And if you just present things that way, then sometimes you can even help people to understand where it is that you get off track in your thinking or, or where you're venturing into the things that are beyond your current skill set, but you're still trying to apply your knowledge and your experience to understand what it is you're, you're trying to figure out. Uh, and that goes a long way with a lot of people. And honestly, if anybody tells you that it's not okay for you to not know some answer, then, you know, first thing you should do is just ask them to write you a book on everything. Cause obviously they've got <laughs> those answers. Like, it's just unacceptable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, that's great. I'm going to use that one. So along those same lines, you know, when you run into those, uh, you know, how dare you not know something, you know, don't be an asshole. Like that, that's my whole parenting <laughs> philosophy. It's just, just don't be an asshole. And, and I, my, my goal in life as a dad is to make sure that all my kids grow up and are just not that person because they suck. Um, you know, and, around you know being approachable it you're going to be uncomfortable and like i said the it industry as a whole i think is a a very introverted group um you know we kind of work work through our challenges i think as people to uh break out of that shell and every one of my my friends and a lot of the the vmug leaders that i know are very uh kind of introverted naturally but kind of put on a happy face to uh to do their job and that's great and to to me it takes a lot of courage to kind of get up there and do something that is not, you know, natural for you and being able to, to kind of recognize that and still kind of force yourself through that is definitely going to help you in the long run. Um, and, and one of the ways that you can try to do that is when you're at work, right. I'm sure. And this happened to me when I was, you know, uh, in-house admin, you know, I was one of those, those, guys that uh if any of you have you know read the uh the phoenix project i was definitely brent you know i did i did a lot i could fix stuff i could you know get things uh done but i was doing everything and people you know were dependent on me for every single thing and it got to the point where i just i didn't want to be bothered and i would just start saying no and i didn't realize that that was kind of making me uh just not approachable and not somebody that people would want to go to for help. So it got to the point where I was kind of, I was good at my job and I was good at technically doing certain things, but people wouldn't feel comfortable coming up to me and saying, Hey, let me help. Or can you help me out with this? Cause they, they knew I was going to be that, you know, that Nick Burns from SNL and just be like, move, you know, <laughs> and, 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 tell, and it helps that I have the same name, but uh, 
I'd basically just tell them to get up. I'd fix the thing and I'd walk away without saying a word. And at the end of the day, who, who wants to work with that, that, that person? They're yeah. an asshole, you know? Um, so just try to be a good teammate and try to go out of your way to find a way to say yes. Right. No matter what it is, there's probably an easy way. If you just say, no, I don't have to do it, but what would it actually take for you to make something happen that probably shouldn't happen? Right. How much of a lift is it going to be for you? And if it's not possible, then that's fine. But just, you know, be constructive about the way you say it. Don't, don't come off like a jerk. Um, you know, cause you don't want to be that person. And if you, the roles were reversed and you were in that situation, you're going to want help from, from people as much as you can. Right. And I, I think I, it's funny cause I know you have a very similar story, Joe. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I might've been, I might've been uh, watching your uh, meet the expert recently and I, and I saw it, but I, I have, it's just funny <laughs> how this kind of comes up with a lot of, a lot of folks I know, but uh, yeah. They say if everyone around you seems like an asshole, you're the asshole. And uh, I was most definitely the asshole much <laughs> earlier in my career. That, and that hasn't changed one bit, right? Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe just a little. My only saving grace is the fact that, that honestly, I'm one of the few guys in IT who's, uh, who's an extrovert, you know, most of the time. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm big, I'm goofy, and I have very, very little shame. So I can normally draw other people out of their shell. Yeah, that's that's about the only right. redeeming factor. If only you were a male model. I mean, that's I all know. We, <laughs> so, you know, along the same lines, and it, it kind of goes hand in hand. Like if we're talking about, um, you know, just being approachable, being collaborative is also, you know, kind of one A, one B. And it's really the thing that I think it took me years to understand. And this really kind of started with my participation in VMUG is you're not alone. And people all over the world are going through the exact same thing that you're going through and whatever you're trying to set up, somebody's already set it up somewhere and there's information about it. And if you go out there, you can find it, but sometimes just being in a room or just being, you know, VMworld's great for this, you know, going over to the, uh, the solutions exchange, just being able to kind of walk the floor and see all the vendors and, you know, go over to the V Brown bag uh, area and, you know, have conversations with people that you normally wouldn't and get their perspective. And that's, that's going to be the, the recurring theme is that over time, you are going to be able to, to build these relationships and have that, that network of people that you can go to when you need to work on something, you know, oh, hey, I need to do something in PowerShell. You know what? Let me ask Joe. I know he's a PowerShell guy, right? Or uh, let me, let me, I have a question about exchange. Let me, let me hit up exchange goddess on Twitter or something, Wh whatever it might be, right? there's somebody out there that can help you. And the one thing that I love about the V community in general is that I really haven't found many people that are not willing to help. And if you put yourself out there and you ask for help, somebody's going to answer. And I, I think that's where, um, you know, we need to make sure that you're out there. And like I said, I wouldn't be presenting right now if not for Joe, just reaching out and saying, Hey, you're going to do this or not. So, uh, you know, thank you again, Joe. Yep. And, and just get out there and, and share what you've learned with others and just kind of pay it forward. It's, it's amazing how easy it is to get involved and to just expand your social network by, you know, a thousand fold by talking to two or three people at, at VMworld, you know, uh, which, I, you know, it seems easy now that I'm looking back at it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Kind of follow the guys with the hats. You know, if you go, yeah. if you go find Ariel, if you go find like a Wences, you know, you can follow any of these guys who will lead you to a gigantic crowd of people to teach you all the things. Don't just get the socks and get out, you know, just talk to people. hundred percent. You know, it, it's funny too, because I, I always think about, you know, what was my experience? Like if I was doing something, you know, years ago, as opposed to, 
if I did the same thing today. And some of these projects that I've worked on, I'm like, man, if I just had the network that I have today, back then, it would have made my life so much easier. And just, it just boggles my mind about, you know, what, what that looks like. So I definitely agree that just go make friends. And I know it sounds sounds hard and sounds daunting for some of us, uh, but it, it's really not as hard as, um, you know, you, you think it is. And, you know, kind of part of that is definitely that whole, the the four stages of participation. Now, I originally, I was working on this presentation with Ariel, um, you know, years ago. And at one point where we were threatening to write a book and I had, you know, too many <laughs> kids and uh, that, that kind of got in the way. But the goal is, uh, you know, when you, when you start, you always think you don't know anything and you don't realize that what you know is actually probably on par with what everybody else out there knows. And the one thing that I've noticed is that when you go out and you try to teach something to somebody else, it really tests your knowledge on it. And, you know, from a, a participation standpoint, you know, I think we've all kind of been through this. I'm going through it right now with PowerShell. Like I'm, I'm still right now in the lurking stage. It was my first, my first meetup. And uh, apparently they threw up my, my, uh, <laughs> my picture during the presentation and Joe hit me up on Twitter. And then my friend Wes hit me up and said the same thing, but you know, you have to build up that, that comfort level, right? You're going to start off and, and be a little bit uncomfortable. Then eventually you might start interacting or, you know, kind of joking with some people or, or starting some conversations. And then you're going to start contributing, you know, once you're comfortable and you start realizing that, you know what, I know just as much, if not more than these folks, let me, let me get it back a little bit. And then the, the contributions start turning into mentorships. And I found that this is probably the most rewarding thing. And, and I take, you know, lots of calls with people as far as, um, you know, helping with the expert applications. And, and for me, the most gratifying thing was seeing people that I've helped become the experts, um, more so than even myself getting it. And, and that's really what, what it comes down to. It's how, how can you help other people? And I, and I probably said mentor way too many times already, but <coughs> excuse me, it's a recurring thing that just kind of comes up and it's probably the best reward that you can get. Just, just kind of seeing, what you're doing, helping somebody else. Um, you know, so I definitely recommend it and it, it goes both ways. You know, being a mentor is great, but also being a mentee is also rewarding as well because you're going to learn from somebody, you know, with firsthand knowledge of something that can help you along the way and kind of speed up that, that time to knowledge uh, as I call it, where you're going to learn something a lot faster than you would have if you just tried to figure everything out yourself. Absolutely. Right. So, this one uh, is pretty straightforward. You know, I, I think being dependable is, is huge. And it really just comes down to just do what you say you're going to do. And if you say you're going to help somebody, if you say you're going to present, get out and present. Go do the thing. Don't just, you know, the, the whole, and I, I'm, I'm going to see how many, you know, Star Wars references I can get in. And I'm going to get on that, that chat one day. But, you know, do or do not, there is no try. You, you can do the thing if you say you're going to do it get out there and do it. And I, I try to kind of instill this into my kids. Um, and, and one of the other things is along with doing when, when we're saying about being dependable, listen to people. And sometimes listening is the hardest thing in the world. Um, you know, but it kind of goes back to that whole, you were given one mouth, but two ears hear what other people are saying. And, and what we usually see is that people are so, anxious and ready to get out that one thing that they have in the back of their head that you're not actually focusing on what the person is saying to you. You're just waiting for your chance to say the thing that you want to say. So yeah. if you can kind of flip that and try to get to the point where you can 
make that person feel heard, it'll do wonders for not only, you know, people trusting you and, and, but it'll, it'll make you somebody that people want to go to when they have questions or when they need help with something. So just make sure that you listen. And I, I say think here. Um, it's one of those, uh, those acronyms. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? So if you're going to say something, just, just see if it falls into those categories before you actually open your mouth and make sure it's something that, you know, people need to hear instead of just you spitting something out because you want somebody to hear your voice. Okay. And sometimes even if you have something to share, maybe just holding on for like one to two seconds to think about it before it falls out of your mouth, a lot of times will uh, will help you in the delivery. Exactly. Or people assuming that you've at least understood what they've said rather than just immediately responding once they finish talking. Yeah. And it's funny because so I'm a, as I mentioned, I'm a pre-sales engineer right now. So my goal is to sell people stuff, right? And, and that's what my job is all about. But what I found is I've been so much more successful since I've kind of made that change to, I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm trying to help you solve your problems. And, you know, yes. I'll talk about business and, and some of that stuff in, the, in a couple of slides here, but what can I do to help you do the thing that you need to do? And it goes right back to listening. You have something that you need to be heard about, right? I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I possibly can to make sure that you feel like I heard you. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm wrong. Um, and the integrity thing. So once again, we, we've got a, a ton of, uh, you know, leadership traits uh, within the Marine Corps. And I'm sure Joe, you, you've kind of gone through the same thing in the air force. And the one that kind of comes up time and time again is integrity and just, you know, being somebody that is dependable that, you know, you own things. If, if you mess up, just say you messed up, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I, I tripped over the power cord in the data center. My bad. You know, perhaps, sorry, I brought down the whole network, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and, and I mean, that, that's an extreme case, but you know, if you can't admit when you've done something that you probably shouldn't, then why would anybody want to listen to you in the future? And, you know, we've all made mistakes, but own it and learn from it and move on from it. All right. So we kind of touched on this one already, but really the, the biggest thing is, and, and I'm going to just keep saying mentor. I, I probably got it in this deck I don't know, 75 times, but you know, lead by example. Um, Luke never would have got where he needed to go without Obi-Wan and without everybody else on the, uh, on the, uh, the journey. So make sure you're doing what you can, because the, the one thing I I've, can't stress enough is that I've learned more by teaching other people than by me just trying to learn something myself. And you, you feel like if you're going to impart knowledge on somebody else, you damn sure better know what the hell you're talking about. Um, so I, I kind of go out there and, and I, you know, dot my I's and cross my T's and make sure that I'm doing um, everything I can to be, you know, an expert in what I'm talking about. And I'm going to lead by example as well. I'm not going to ask somebody to do something that I'm not going to do myself. Um, you know, so make sure that you're, you're willing to go out there and practice what you preach. So we kind of touched on this. So one, uh, one story that uh, I heard, and, and this is uh, something that was told to me by my friend, Wes Carroll that, uh, you know, I, I since uh, have read and I have a, a book that I'll, I'll recommend here is this story <laughs> about, about uh, two guys who were uh, digging a ditch. Right. And uh, somebody walks over and says, Hey, what are you doing? First guy's like, Oh, I'm digging a ditch. He goes, Oh, cool. Second guy goes, oh, we're building a hospital. So it really comes down to know your job, 
but know everything else that, that not everything else, but know what's going on in the organization as a whole. Right. So one of the things I always like to ask is, you know, when we're talking about, you know, VMware obviously is, is near and dear to my heart. So I, I like to ask, uh, you know, people, you know, how many of you uh, manage, create, install, you know, VMs? And I'm sure it's going to change the containers here soon. But how many of you, you know, do that with VMs? And okay, how many of you know exactly what each VM does? Right? How do you architect a solution if you don't know what the applications are doing or what applications make your organization money? Or how do you plan for DR if you don't know what to protect first? Right? And part of that also comes down to knowing where does your company fit in the overall landscape of your, of your business, you know, around your competition and understanding your customers and things like that. So when I was younger, all I cared about was knowing the technical part, right. But understanding how to take that technical solution and apply it to the organization or to the business and knowing, yeah, it's great that I, I manage virtual machines, but knowing that these virtual machines that I'm managing make the company a million dollars an hour, you know, that's important. And it, it kind of helps you with your own sense of worth and understanding where you fit in, in the organization and knowing that it's not just an IT job, but you are providing value to your business and you can actually quantify what that value is. And I did a much deeper presentation on this at VMworld um, last year. So there's a link up there just, uh, or you can just go up to YouTube and Google, um, you know, upgrade your skills using a technical or upgrade your technical skills using a business approach or something like that. Um, or just go watch the entire V Brown bag catalog. That's a great Super point. That one. <laughs> and you know what, honestly, if you, if you put it at like 1.5 speed, I think you'll be done in like what, like three, four hours. Right. I mean, yeah, sure. Somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. And just, just keep watching. Um, but yeah, so understand, you know, not only what your job is, but how your job fits in, in the overall structure, because, you're never going to get to that next job unless one, you know what it, what it is you're trying to get to and you know where you're coming from. So I think that was kind of one of the biggest changes in, in my career is when I realized, you know, yeah, it's great that I can build these multi-site, you know, VM networks and I know how to stand up a MPLS and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, who cares? You know, if that's not going to help someplace make money, why do I still have a job? And right. you know, how am I going to get to the next job? Well, and that might be your job, but that's probably not the business. Unless your company is doing nothing but IT consulting all day, every day, then there's a good chance that your small little piece of the cog is something that the business relies on. But depending on what their focus is, you're either a cost center or you're just essentially a necessary evil for the business. That's not actually what they do to make money. They may rely on it, but that's not the thing that anybody puts down on paper when they say, what does my business do? It's not IT, right? That just never happens. And then, exactly. you know, you're much better off being able to communicate effectively your needs or your, your budget and the things that you're trying to do to help advance the business based on your projects in IT, if you can actually explain it in the terms of the business. Because if you can only talk tech terms to folks, they're not going to get it. Your CFO is going to say, yeah, yeah, that's great. Those are lots of big acronyms. Get out of my office. Yep. So how many of you have had a, uh, you know, a technology you really wanted to get because it was so cool and like you really wanted to work on it and then it just got denied. That's exactly what Joe's talking about. Right. And, and I got into a situation like that where I knew I needed something. I knew something was broken, but I didn't do a good enough job explaining it. And I didn't do a good enough job aligning it to what the CIO was trying to do. 
and understanding what the, the company's goals are and understanding what the department's goals are and aligning what you want to those goals is the best way to get, you know, get the budget you want and get the really cool technology that you want to play with um, in the door. Or tie it to security because, you know, everybody's got tons of security. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're a VDI, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is a picture of uh, me and my two sons. We were going to the aquarium up in New York. And yeah, I know he's, he looks like a little rock star with the long hair, but uh, that's my boy Rocco. I was going to um, say, man. Yeah, man. Hey, we're rolling deep. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, we're, we're going to the aquarium and, and I love being able to go to the aquarium or the zoo or just do Legos and, you know, Mario Kart and all this stuff, right? That's what I love to do, right? Work is kind of what I have to do. Um, so make sure that you're understanding what is important to you. Where do you want to spend your time, right? And, and we've heard, you know, and, and seen so many, you know, posts recently, and there's been conversations on Twitter about, you know, burnout. And I, I somebody just posted the other day about, you know, kind of feeling guilty about not spending enough time um, with their day job and, and learning certain things. And, you know, at the end of the day, a job is a job. And I, I mean, that's the way I look at it. And I know there's some people out there who really love what they do and they're passionate and all that, but I'm more passionate about my stuff outside of work and my family and, and things like that. And that's really what I want to do is I want to spend my time with my family and my job is a way to kind of get there. So make sure you're balancing that time. And if you feel like, you know, you're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and it's affecting you in a negative way where you're either feeling depressed or your health is going down or whatever it might be, there's other jobs out there and you just have to kind of realize it and do what you can to get out there. Best way to do it that I've seen is go on Twitter and sell somebody you're looking for a new job and we will help you. Um, and, and I think we can't stress that enough is that you only have one life and you don't want to waste it, you know, doing stuff that is not what you want to do. So, and along those lines, you know, be relentless, just get out there and, and be your best self, go out there and do the things that, you know that you should be doing and you could be doing. There's tons of resources out there uh, if you want to learn. You know, I love the fact that, um, you know, I, I have a Pluralsight subscription, so I'm always trying to learn as much as I can. Um, you know, feel free to ask questions. And, and, you know, I mentioned it earlier, but just if you want something, go get it. And, and know that you're the, you know better than anybody what it is you want in life. Um, and you might not know the best way to get there, and we'll be able to help you. But the one thing that I've found over time and, and it's really kind of clicked and, I, and I've seen this more and more with the people I've encountered in the V community is that you're an expert, whether you know it or not. And your experience is completely unique. Nobody has gone through the same life that you've gone through. Nobody's had the same upbringing. Nobody's had you know the same career path as you, unless you, you've got a, you know, a twin that you've, kind of lived with and worked with every day. I mean, it's possible, but you know, at the end of the day, you have a very unique experience that you can share with somebody else and help, um, you know, help them along the way as well. So that was kind of my, some of the things I've acquired over time. And, and I mentioned earlier, you know, when I first started, I was kind of laser focused and I was kind of that, that asshole that, you know, didn't really help anyone. And it's definitely changed over time. And I think some of the things that really, you know, help me is, is one, definitely understanding the bigger picture. Um, you know, we talked about 
the, the business understanding and, and things like that. But the more that you understand that overall landscape, the more it's going to give you that architectural view. And instead of just being an engineer who can, you know, read instructions and deploy something based on, you know, documentation or something like that, be the person who's thinking about all the different constraints and risks and what I need to do to make this environment work based on what I have, right? Do the things that are going to get you to that next level. And, you know, part of that is definitely going to come from, um, being collaborative and being out there in the community. And it's funny because talking about architecture. So I remember I was going out to uh, take my, my VCAP design and I went out to VMworld and I literally bumped into Paul McSharry as I was reading his book. So <laughs> it, it was just hysterical to me because I looked up, I looked at his name tag. I was like, there's no freaking way. And, uh, you know, I wasn't a, a fanboy or anything like that. So I didn't, I didn't make him sign the book, but uh, I probably should have now that I think about it. But, uh, you know, I was able to have a nice conversation with them. And, you know, we, we kind of talked on, on Twitter and, and things like that. But you have the ability to, to kind of meet these people. It, it's not like the, uh, you know, the celebrity, you know, normal person kind of thing. These are just people that are going through the same kind of struggles you are. They they're, have the same types of jobs. They have the same experiences. Maybe they're a little further in their career than you are today, but they have something to share with you. And I'm sure they'd be, you know, willing to uh, share those experiences with you. And, you know, now that I've kind of gone through some of these things, I'm comfortable getting out there and presenting. And, and you know, I love to to give back and be able to kind of have these talks and, and share with you and even just have a conversation or on DMS and Twitter or whatever it might be where I can help somebody, you know, maybe with a struggle or, you know, something that they're not feeling comfortable with. Um, you know, so being able to do this has definitely kind of changed my, my mindset and my, uh, my overall view of just the industry and kind of how I see my job and my, my role in, you know, what it is I do. So I did, kind of threatened that there was going to be a reading list. And I have, um, if you go to spookysolutions.com, I have this presentation up there, I, I believe. So you should be able to kind of download the slides. They might be a little bit different because I, I did tweak some of this uh, for the audience today. But, um, you know, make your bed, I kind of touched on as far as learning a, a task uh, method. Uh, I see what you're, what you're getting on about there. It's that, uh, that verbal judo, huh? But uh, so... I do put on uh, Civil War. It's a, a Marvel Comics event. Um, there was a movie about it, kind of loosely based on what, what really happened. Uh, Captain America and Iron Man were at, at, at you know odds with each other. Uh, there was a really great story. But the reason I put it up here is because you do need to unwind. And you know I full you know full heartedly believe in you do need to turn off sometimes and if it comes down to having to see somebody put this on a reading list that has nothing to do with it you know get out there and and read something that or just do the thing that you want to do um outside of uh outside of your day job i mean other than that you know just want to say thanks to everybody and uh, thanks for having me and I, I appreciate you guys and uh you know i'm always here if you have anything hit me up at uh, on twitter at uh Enscola and hopefully uh somebody out there learned something fantastic all right let's see so that's it folks that's uh, all the presentation if you guys have any questions we're still listening so if you guys want to use hashtag vbrownbag we're at vbrownbag uh we've got most of the folks able to send messages through the uh, webinar chat uh, looks like we're having problems with uh graham so sorry if you're not receiving out there bud i don't know what's going on Sounds like it might be DNS, which is your problem. So uh, always fun there. 
let's see if we can open it up for everybody to speak. Or if you can do it all at once. <clears throat> okay, well, short list. So mics are open if everybody's got uh, questions or anything to add. I just want to say that last slide is gold. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, Dan Moore. <laughs> so, Nick, what was uh, what was your defining moment on uh, no longer being that asshole? What was the what was the one thing that actually got you to flip the switch? Um, I realized so I left the company, and uh, well. I got really pissed off because somebody promised me something and they didn't deliver. And rather than actually listen to why they couldn't deliver, I just kind of went off and I wound up quitting like two days later and then found out that like my buddy or one of my friends took the job that I had left and you know, I was all for it, but uh, found out that basically it was like a money thing and he wound up getting the money that I asked for. So I was really pissed off about why I didn't get it. And it, it came down to the fact that I was a bit of a, dick and you know they didn't want to pay me what i wanted to get paid because of the fact that i was an asshole so um you know it just it just kind of taught me to, to treat people better and i think now especially now that i have kids you know it's just a change in personality where i want to make sure uh i'm raising my kids to do the right thing and and you know not be me right very nice yeah good stuff All right. Well, uh, so I don't think we have any other questions. Let me go back and check Twitter and the chat real quick. Uh, nope. All right. So, uh, yeah, I guess just while we're talking, uh, you know, soft skills and, uh, and especially with your, your current reading list you had out there, do you have anything else uh, for professional development that, that you're in the middle of uh, right now or any new uh, additions that have come up lately? Um, honestly, it's really just trying to, um, you know, help as many people as I can. So at, at work, I've been trying to mentor some of the other SEs, um, you know, and, and I actually, I took this presentation and made it more sales engineer-ish uh, kind of focused. And it, it's really just trying to get back. And I think that's the biggest thing is if I can help make somebody out there better, um, you know, it's a great feeling, you know, first of all, you know, for selfish reasons. And if I have to teach somebody, I need to make sure I, I've done what I can to learn it. And it's kind of that motivation, you know, to, uh, to get better and, you know, do the things I need to do. And one of them is definitely public speaking, which it's funny because I, I just saw a, uh, a secret, oh, you know, what's the secret to not being nervous? Um, I think that's really just being myself and I've gotten much more comfortable with who I am and knowing, you know, the, the pros and the cons of my personality and, and just really accepting that, look, this is me and I'm going to be that person, you know, no matter who I'm talking to and just be honest about it. And that's kind of put me at ease and, and allowed me to get out there and talk a bunch of shit and hope that people uh, buy it. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so with you and I both having uh, similar starts to our career before we got into it, uh, what would you say would be a couple of, uh, points that just kind of got ingrained in you when you were in the service that you've seen that other people kind of had to pick up along the way? So 
it, it might sound cliche, but the uh, you're only as strong as your weakest length. Totally true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're if you're on a team, you need to do everything you possibly can to make sure everybody is on that same same playing field because one day you might not be available or better yet, you might not want to be available. And that's where it comes down to, you know, when I was talking about, um, you know, kind of being that jack of all trades, doing everything at work, I never got to take vacation and I never got to, you know, go spend time with my family. And, and that's really what, what kind of drove me crazy is that I got to the point where I got tired of having to be on all the time and not being able to turn off and work in 60, 70 hour weeks. And I wasn't getting paid enough money where I think it justified me working my butt off like that. And I wasn't seeing the benefit that I I really wanted to see. So I just got to the point where I'm like, let me go ahead and, and train people. And it got to the point where I started having conversations with my manager. And I was like, look, I need more people. I need to be able to, to backlog, you know, to be able to have somebody to kind of pawn some of these tasks off. And instead of going out and hiring another, you know, senior level architect or engineer, I went out and hired two or three junior people and trained them as best I could. And, you know, sometimes you run the risk of people leaving once they get the knowledge. But if you're, you know, keeping people in a a situation where they feel like they're learning something or they feel like their contributions are being valued, more more likely than not, they're going to want to stay. And I think that's kind of the approach I took. And ever since I kind of made that switch, it's just been eye-opening. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I always fall back to the uh, that old uh, African proverb of the, uh, you know, if you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. 100%. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's funny because there's so many. Uh, and I, I think the thing about the Marine Corps, too, is that the sense of brotherhood and and the camaraderie and it's just it's it's a family and i think the mo- closest thing to that that i found since has been the, the v community and being able to you know have our our people on twitter and have v mug and have all these groups of folks where you know i might not see somebody for six months and then run them to them at, at vmworld and you know it's like i saw them two days ago and right. i think that's what really sets things apart oh yeah that's always good let's see I got a quick question. What's the biggest, well, I'm sorry, what's the best career decision you've ever made? Best career decision I ever made was uh, becoming a sales engineer and not working in-house anymore and not working nights and weekends anymore. And I mean, it's a tough job sometimes and and sometimes the travel can be a a bit of a pain, which luckily right now is not, not much of an issue, but I think, uh, being able to share some of the experiences that I've gathered over the years with other folks and seeing other environments. And it's just, it's, it's almost like doing the same job through somebody else's eyes. And it's, it's tough to kind of quantify. I mean, Joe, I'm sure you've you've got something similar kind of in your role, but I think that that's really been my, my best, uh, best move since. Yeah, honestly, just, just getting out of, uh, I don't even want to say getting out of, ops but getting out of the firefighting mode for everything Um, you know it's it's one of those things and and something else I normally bring up in most of my conversations about automation or anything relating to IT ops in general it's the you know if you go in every day and you have like tickets for something whether it's a request from somebody or uh, 
if it's, you know, a problem that's recurring and it comes up, don't just fix the problem, make it go away, make it so that it's not even your help desk's problem. If it's something that's, you know, that, uh, that much of a problem for any of your users or for anybody in your IT staff, then it's something that needs to be addressed or should be addressed and just make it completely disappear. It's the difference between having a fire extinguisher or installing a, a sprinkler system. Right. Where, you know, you can put out the fires at this larger scale and it's just done and you don't have to really, it's not something you think about it. it you just know it's going to be taken care of. And I think that's the, the difference between being proactive as opposed to reactive is, is kind of life changing as well. But I think, you know, along the same lines, it's thinking about, not just, you know, what do I have to do as far as, you know, yes, I have to download software, click next, do this, click here, you know, reading off a checklist versus what's the scope of the, the system I'm trying to deploy? Why am I doing this? Understanding the more of the background information and the overall reasoning for why something is happening. And I think if you understand that why, sometimes it makes the architectural choices and, and the design decisions make a lot more sense to you. Yep. Another question. Sorry, I, I, I just had a meeting with my, uh, with my CIO at work and I was asking them a ton of questions because I, I was trying to get information out of them of how, how do I get from my position as an engineer to that top level of a CIO? Nice. And, and now that you're in this, you know, you know that you're somebody else that I don't work with normally. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I want to ask you some questions. Um, I've spoken to somebody else that works at Zerto um, in, and Veeam. And the answer that you gave me about the best career decision about becoming an SE and no longer a customer, they, they, yeah. That's the same answer that they gave me. Yeah, so that might be a path that I take next. Well, we're always hiring. Send a resume. Yeah. Before, send it to me before you send it to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely a consideration. I, I would say just being, you know, being on the other side of the house, uh, you know, being in a vendor role. Like I, I'm pretty sure for you, Nick, this was also your first vendor role, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in my, in my career in the past, I'd had lots of stuff on the customer side, had a, had a year where I was working at a, at a partner shop, uh, and went back to the customer side and first step into the vendor role. And, uh, I'll be the first one to tell you, and, and most of the guys that I work with guys and gals that I work with at Veeam would, would say that, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely a terrible sales weasel. Um, you know, I'm, I'm grossly incompetent when it comes to the sales cycle and all the stuff that I should know, uh, on that side and I'm trying to pick it up as I go, but it's the benefit that I bring from all of the ops experience. Whereas everyone else that I've got on the team is, is focused on the product and the sales side of the house. They don't necessarily have the implementation or what does it look like on day two or year two of using this thing. So just being able to take your perspective, uh, and, and apply it, you know, uh, <laughs> as I see him <laughs> click it through the slides. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really just, you know, having the mindfulness of these are the things that you know, and in the, you know, in the core of what it is you do and what you've done in the past, how do you take that knowledge and apply it in, uh, new circumstances? You know, that's, that's going to take you far. It's, it's not necessarily that you have to go into like a sales role or a vendor role or an SE role. Uh, a lot of times it's just, 
knowing how to apply your skills in different situations or being able to take what you know and just expanding your horizons when you realize you're hitting the limits of what you can do with that knowledge uh, and, and being willing to do things like ask, how do you actually get there? What's your career path? Uh, and, and doing things like even sitting here listening to us ramble on for an hour about soft skills and, uh, and communications and such. That's, that's a huge step in the right direction that a lot of people are never willing to take. Yep. And, and it's funny, I, I throw this up here because the easiest sales I've ever had are where I've gone in, I've asked what people are trying to do. Like, what is it you're trying to accomplish, right? And before I ever mention what it is Zerto does or how we do it, I want to understand where is it that my customers are trying to get to? How can I help them do the thing that they're trying to do? And sometimes it might not be selling them our software. It can be, as Joe mentioned, I come from understanding operations and you know I've had, like I said, way too many jobs. So I've done the management side, I've done operations, I've done architecture. So I've got a lot of different ways of approaching things. And some of that stuff, I mean, you're not going to get unless you have the experience. And, you know, I don't want to come out here and say, well, all you have to do is just, you know, understand operations because you're not going to understand it until you've actually lived that, that life. Right. So being able to take a different perspective and understand, you know, maybe the way that they're doing something, there's some ways that we can improve it. And I don't want to say that they're doing things wrong. It's maybe there's things that they can tweak or they can adjust or go about things from a different point of view and and make it so it's going to help their environment just be better. And if I can in some way, shape or form impart that on on the people I'm talking to, then I've done my job. Yeah. And I would say being, being active oh, in the uh, in the V community, one thing you might want to do is actually just ask around. Uh, you know, between the local V mug, uh, it might be more applicable to you, or or just reach out on Twitter and say, you know, hey, honestly, I'm trying to take a step to be a CIO. You know, this is where I am currently. Who's got advice, or you know, who has some spare cycles to help me set up uh, some mentoring? And you probably will find somebody that will quickly reply back and, and give you either some pointers or, you know, be somebody that would kind of be a, a coach for your career. Yeah. Uh, along those same lines, why do you want to be a CIO? What is it about it that, that makes you want to want to have that job? Slick. That's cold Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, just being on top, you know, just being the, uh, uh, the go-to kind of person, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, I saw a movie called uh, Renaissance Man mm-hmm. when I was, I don't know how old I was, but I saw it and I didn't know what Renaissance meant. Um, and every single time people asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I was like, you know, I want to be a Renaissance man. Um, just to know a little bit of everything. And uh so that's kind of the approach and I'd eventually like to end up um, at that uh, position. But yeah, once I know a lot more stuff, obviously. Um, yeah, just, just, but I know you don't have to be a CIO in order to get people to ask the questions. Yeah, you know, and, and that's, that's great. So like, I would say if, if that's what you, you want, you, you want to be a Renaissance man, look at, what everybody underneath that CIO is responsible for. 
understand what you're managing, understand, you know, what are the responsibilities of the people underneath you and what does it take for them to be able to do their job successfully? Because if you don't know what the people underneath you need to do to be successful, how can you lead them to that, that place? And how can you make them successful? Right. Cause a lot of this is going to be, you're going to be the person who owns you know, that department, if, if you're the head person on top, you know, you're going to be responsible for anything that people underneath you do. So you need to make sure that you're doing something to help lead them in the right direction. So I would say, just go out there and try to learn as much as, as you can. Last question. Last question for me, I promise. No, keep them coming, um, please. What do you love? <laughs> What do you love or enjoy most about your job right now, your current role? Um, what do I love the most? So I work on a great team, and I think that that's one of the one of the great things. I work with some really, really smart. Um, you know, it's it's just a group of people that we all want to see each other succeed, and we all try to lift each other up. I think the company itself. You know, we we've had a a bit of a transition over the years where the, the culture it's a place where I can, I literally shared a cab with my CEO a couple of weeks ago and we were just kind of, you know, shooting the breeze and just being able to have that relationship where I can kind of be with him and he knows who I am. And we, we have that relationship, even though we're a pretty large company. Um, you know, I think it, you don't really see that in many places. Um, and I think the fact that they embrace some of my passions when it comes to the V community and being able to present and things like this, you know, I, I'm greatly encouraged to, to go out and do these presentations. And when I was a VMUG leader, it was, it was definitely something that they, they appreciated and they, they not even appreciated, but they encouraged it. So I think that's really being able to, to still be myself and still go after some of those, those things that I'm passionate about without, you know, being told, no, we don't want you doing that or, or whatever. I think that's really what, one of the things that, uh, has made this place great for me. All right. Well, thank you. No, thank you. Okay, everybody. I think just for the sake of uh, time and wrapping this up, we will go ahead and at least stop the recording. Um, so Nick, thanks again for coming out and uh, having a good chat with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Any last thoughts before we close it out? Not just once again, get out there and uh, do something to make somebody else better. And you'll, you'll feel great about it. And in order to do so, you're going to have to kind of test your limits, test your boundaries and, you know, just, just be the person that you want to be as opposed to uh, the person you are. All right. So what was your key phrase again? Know your role. What? Know your damn role and shut your mouth. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Get some mouth. <No. laughs> All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and roll up the recording. <laughs>